0: We are, we are, we are cultivate, 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 we are cultivate. Hello and welcome to Yield Crime where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. I'm your host, Lindsay Valenti, and with me is my sister and co-host, Maddie Sangle. Hello. Hi. How great is
1: this really nice quality sound?
0: It's pretty amazing. It's as if we're in the same room, but we're not. I feel it's like you're whispering in my ear from like over my shoulder.
1: I know. It's like a really creepy <laughs> ASMR. It's like I'm with you but I'm not. That's their that's their slogan. ASMR for creeps.
0: <laughs> it feels like we're so close you could touch us or we could touch you. Podcast ASMR. <laughs> we're
1: right here.
0: So thank you again to Focus Right and mm-hmm. Asa for Our vocaster two winnings. That's I honestly could not have afforded this kind of audio equipment. We'll just we'll just put that out there.
1: I think my fiance looked today, and they're all like sold out everywhere. You can't get them. The only way you can get them is on eBay, essentially. So we couldn't even have it if we tried. So thank you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's really nice. It is really nice, and the box is really sexy. No. Yeah. The box, I was like, look at you. All right. Well, this is the final week of Wicked Mock Madness. So with that in mind, this week we will be discussing the Pendle Witches. The Pendle Witches
1: sound fun, but nothing you've ever told me in this <laughs> podcast has ever been fun than nice. (laughs) Even, like, animal trials. (laughs) It's like, why is the pig in in, in prison? Oh, because he ate a baby's face. Like,
0: You know, as they do. I
1: know. This is going to be terrible. And it's the last one, so you probably saved the worst
0: for last, right? Not intentionally. And actually, I don't think it's the worst one. Okay, good. Because the last one was gnarly. Yeah, the last one was
1: bad. That was... Like, I'm never going to them, that village, or not ever. <laughs> like, I can feel the haunting presence here. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. All right. Information was pulled from the following sources. A 2022 Imagining History article. 2022 Retrospect Journal article by Marnie Camping-Harris. 2021 Agecroft Hall and Gardens article. 2021 history hit article by Lily Johnson, 2016 Dangerous Women Project post, 2011 BBC News article by Francis Cronin, historic UK article by Ellen Castello, The History Press, Pendle witches, visit Pendle and Wikipedia, and links to all of these articles will be included in the show notes. In the show notes, got something you want to say? Shoot us an email over at yieldcrimepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your story ideas, see any gifts you send our way, or if you just want to say hello. We're pretty friendly. Speaking of friendly, if you'd like to have real time conversations with us, consider joining our Discord over at the Cultivate Network. You can chat with us over at the Old Crimers Cubby, or catch up with any of the other great creators that are part of the Cultivate family of podcasts. Just click the link in our show notes or over on our link tree to get started today. We are going to be concluding our witchy world tour by traveling to England in the town of Pendle in Lancaster County. Mm. Like the cheese? (laughs) Isn't that a type of cheese?
1: (laughs) You know what I was thinking when you first said it? Is that Pendle sounds like a pretzel company? So, like, that's
0: a fun twist. (laughs) cheese. Carbs and
1: cheese. (laughs) Add some beer cheese and you get yourself a deal. (laughs) They invented beer cheese and that's why they were called witches. It was too good.
0: They actually have a much worse nickname than that, but we'll get to it. Lancaster Castle is the stage of one of the most notorious witch trials of the 1600s. One reason that we know so much about the case, even today, is thanks to court clerk Thomas Potts. Thomas documented the whole thing in an official publication titled The Wonderful Discovery of Witches in the County of Lancaster that was published in 1613. Something tells me it wasn't actually that wonderful.
1: Not for them, no. No. It's nice that he like was able to fill that out, but could you imagine being a court reporter and just having to write everything down? Especially when like
0: English wasn't super great. <laughs> and you didn't have typewriters to no. do like you know, shorthand. No. She's just like fiercely writing. And like stabbing your quill in your mm-hmm. ink pot to like keep with your shorthand. Oh my god. Right. I can't imagine having to read that. Boy, I need more ink. <laughs> <laughs> like, runs, quick runs away to grab another pot of ink, spills it all over himself. Quills, boy, quills! (laughs) Make me some more paper. Pause the proceedings for my ink, boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Judge, I need the boy to fetch me papers, quills, and ink.
0: (laughs) We must pause these proceedings. Post-haste! The root of the trials, and over half of the victims... Came from two poor rival families, the Demdikes and the Chaddixes. Both of the matriarchs, Elizabeth Southerns, who is also known as Old Demdike, and <laughs> Ann Whittle. This is the name that I'm like, I feel like I'm slurring. Right. But that was her name, Old Demdike. So don't come at me, Internet. That's legit her name.
1: Wow. What an unfortunate series of events. I could see where the feud started. (laughs) Was it her name?
0: (laughs) You call me what? And Anne Whittle, who also went by Mother Chaddocks. And they were both widows, poverty stricken, and elderly. Mm. Perfect formula.
1: Right. Lots of time. Need for attention. Mm
0: hmm. According to the wonderful discovery of witches in the county of Lancaster, quote, "'Witch Demdike dwelt in the forest of Pendle, a vast place fit for her profession, what she committed in her time, no man knows.'" Oh, no. "'Thus lived she securely for many years, brought up her own children, instructed her grandchildren, and took great care and pains to bring them up to be witches.'" She was a general agent for the devil in all these parts. No man escaped her, or her furies, that ever gave them any occasion of offense, or denied them anything they stood need of. And certain it is, no man near them was secure or free from danger. Anne Whittle, alias Chaddix.
1: Alias. Wow, this man. He really took his job seriously.
0: Mm Mm-hmm was a very old, withered, spent, and decrepit creature.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) He liked her much
0: less. (laughs) Decrepit. Wow. Okay. Yep. Her sight almost gone. A dangerous witch of very long continuance, always opposite to old Demdike, for whom the one favored, the other hated deadly, and how they envy and accuse one another, in their examinations may appear, in her witchcraft always more ready to do mischief to men's goods than themselves, her lips ever chattering and walking, but no man knew what. She lived in the forest of Pendle, amongst this wicked company of dangerous witches. End quote.
1: Decrepit God. God. It's so awful. But he when he was like, Yeah, she's almost blind to it just reminded me of our their great aunts, <laughs> old, decrepit dog, Ginger, <laughs> who used to hide behind the couch, half blind. And then when you tried try to pet her, she'd just, like, launch out and bite you.
0: <laughs> and she w- was only nice when she was, like, close to death, mm-hmm. only had one eye. Yeah. She'd, she'd hide behind the couch and be like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, she would, like, bomb attack you. Yeah. Wasn't cool. No. Yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe she was the reincarnation of...
0: Mother Chaddix. <laughs> Mother
1: Chaddix. Mother Chaddix she went blind again, she's mad! <laughs> <laughs> Not again! Bah!
0: <laughs> Old Demdike, it shouldn't surprise you to learn, was a known village healer and witch mm. for some 50 years prior to 1612. Ah, of course. This spoiler alert will be important later on. Old Demdike lived with her daughter who was also named Elizabeth, and her grandchildren, James, Allison, and Jeanette. In Thomas Potts' book, Elizabeth, so the daughter, was described as, quote, This odious witch was branded with a preposterous mark in nature, even from her birth, which was her left eye, standing lower than the other, the one looking down, the other looking up, so strangely deformed, as the best that were present in that honorable assembly did affirm they had not often seen the like end quote.
1: "so she's a witch because she has a birth defect apparently rude mhm she's got a lazy eye and you're
0: going to burn her down rude mm-hmm. so we need to remember that at this point in history prior to all the witch trials mm-hmm. and for a long time up until this point being a quote unquote witch, didn't carry the evil demonic stigma that it later did when the trials really took off. It was often used to describe a healer or a wise woman, aka someone that you would go to if you needed help with stuff. Right.
1: And someone you would accuse of
0: murder if it didn't work. Yep. Mm -hmm. Also at this point in history, King James I, a diehard Protestant who had ascended to the throne in sixteen oh three, was fascinated by witchcraft and had even written his own book on the matter called Daemonology, in which he implored his readers to condemn and prosecute not only known witches, but those who support said witches. Great. Awesome. And in the case of monarchies, the king's views were law. Yep, yeah, Fun,
1: fun, fun, fun. I bet it was a really great time to be a midwife and oh. a healer such a good time um such a good time to like make selves Mm -hmm. mhm some pulses heaven forbid you try to heal a wound you're going down (laughs) I would rather die (laughs) that's what's
0: probably gonna happen (laughs) Mm mhm in 1612, each justice of the peace in Lancashire was instructed at the beginning of the year to keep a list of all those in the com- community who refused to attend church or who took part in Catholic communion, which oh. was at that time a criminal offense. Yeah,
1: because he's Protestant. Mm hmm. Oh, that's awful. hmm. You see, I'm sorry, but I know not being Catholic. That if you accuse a Catholic woman of being a witch, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Especially then, it'd be like times a million. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, King James basically viewed them both the same. Great.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. cool.
0: Great. Awesome. Following Guy Fawkes' gunpowder plot in 1605, James I was paranoid regarding anyone who practiced Catholicism.
1: Wow, that's not... Something that it came with you at all being period.
0: Yeah, especially during a religious war. Lancaster Castle was the site of hangings and actually was still used as a prison up until, wait for it, 2011. Dang. Lancaster itself has earned the nickname of the Hanging Town due to the fact that it comes in second behind London for hanging the most people in England. I bet it smells so bad there. <laughs> no cheese for miles right?
1: you think it's cheese until you see the dead bodies <laughs> hanging everywhere
0: and you're like whoops and you're like that's not blue cheese i'm mm. gonna bounce now that i've set the stage a little we okay. can get into the specifics of the events that led up to the trials i
1: hate everything
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole event started due to an argument between 19 year old allison davis the granddaughter of old Demdike and a peddler named John law that took place on March 21st, 1612. Allison had encountered John on the road to trodden forest while he was traveling from Halifax. And she asked him for some pins. John had been traveling with his son, Abraham, and it's unclear if Alison was asking because she wanted to purchase some or if she was begging for them.
1: Okay. Which, I mean, could be either. She came from a family that didn't have a lot
0: of money. Mm-hmm. Metal pins were often associated with love magic in the 17th century. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible to know if she wanted them for that purpose or just because she was in need of pins.
1: Right. Don't you still use them for sewing and stuff?
0: Yeah. Either way, John refused and right. Alison cursed him before continuing on her way.
1: Fun fact, uh, ladies, if you're it- during that time, don't curse out loud ever. Mm-hmm. Don't do Just it. Keep
0: keep it all inside.
1: Don't even mumble it. Don't yep. even murmur it. Keep it inside. Don't even write it down. You know what? Don't learn how to write. <laughs> <laughs> Literacy read. is for fools. <laughs> don't read. Don't write. Don't talk. <laughs> and you might survive if a plague doesn't get you first. where words have never been spoken. <laughs> It's in my how-to, wonderful book, whatever. <laughs> Maddie's, Maddie's Wonderful Guide to Not not Getting Sacrificed or Murdered Horrifically <laughs> in Medieval Times. <laughs> no, don't do that. A Guide to Not Dying in
0: Medieval Times. Don't! That's going to be the title of your memoir. <laughs> don't. A few minutes later, John stumbled and fell when he suffered a stroke, which he in turn blamed on Allison and her demonic powers. I mean, if it did happen shortly after. Right? He'd be like, yeah,
1: that curse worked.
0: Holy Mm -hmm. smokes. From what we know, it seems that Allison, not John, believed that she had, in fact, used her demonic powers to cause him to have a stroke. And she was so distraught by this fact that she accompanied John's son, Abraham, to his bedside so that she could beg for his forgiveness in hopes of reversing the curse. Aww, that's really sad. Because she's like a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, we all get mad sometimes. and She's like, oh my god, I almost killed you. Yeah. It was this guilt and her belief that she was genuinely cursing others that brought her before Justice of the Peace Robert Noel along with her mother Elizabeth and brother James on March 30th, 1612. As a result of King James' order to compile a list of those who were associated with witchcraft and Catholicism, Justice Noel, who was an ambitious zealot, our favorites. That leads to only good things ever. mm -hmm, Realized he had just been handed his golden ticket to possible favor with the king himself. Right. We love a social climber. Mm-hmm. They're the best. <laughs> Under questioning, Allison confessed that she had instructed the devil to cause John Law harm after their encounter. Further interrogation revealed that Allison also accused members of the Chaddock's family, and even her own grandmother, Old Demdike, of practicing witchcraft. That's so. Weird. It appears that the accusation of the Chaddock's clan was likely an act of revenge. As with the Hatfields and McCoys, the Demdikes and Chaddock's families had been feuding for years. The start of the feud is unclear, but it's believed that it all started when a member of the Chaddock's family broke into the home of the Demdikes, Malkin Tower, in 1601, and stole goods that at the time were valued at around one pound or around 100 pounds today. Okay. Keep in mind, both these families are super poor.
1: Right. So that would have been devastating to them, and that would have been Mm -hmm. literal gold to the others.
0: Yep. Additionally, John DeVis, Allison's father, blamed the illness that ultimately took his life on Mother Chaddix, who had threatened to harm his family if they refused to pay their annual dues.
1: Yeah
0: okay the trial of allison versus john included allison accusing the Chaddixes of being at the root of the deaths of four other villagers that had taken place years before yeah great james confessed that allison had cursed a local child in the past and their mother elizabeth confessed that her mother old demdike had a witch's mark
1: why why would you do all this your own family
0: <sighs> Witches Mark's were, of course, a spot where the devil sucked her blood. And apparently, according to Elizabeth, the bloodletting left her mother just a little bit mad.
1: Great.
0: Awesome. Allison then accused Mother Chaddix and her daughter Anne Redfern of committing acts of witchcraft. Not only that, but Allison accused Mother Chaddix of murdering five men, including her father, John who had passed away in 1601.
1: Okay, so there's just a lot of bitterness of family members dying when they're
0: allegedly not supposed to. Yes. So sudden deaths mean witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Yep. Great. On April 2nd, 1612, Old Demdike, Mother Chaddix, and Anne Redfern were summoned before Justice Noel. At this time, both Old Demdike and Mother Chaddix were in their 80s and blind.
1: Honestly it's incredibly impressive that they made it to their 80s in the 1600s
0: especially being so poor that would have been
1: ancient yeah that would have been like turning 110 now yeah
0: wow i'm picturing <laughs> like the fates
1: yeah seriously <laughs> like those poor women they've got like mad cataracts
0: <laughs> they are ginger <laughs> They are. They come scuttling out from behind
1: couches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what those men hear. They're just like foaming at the mouths. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, she cursed me. I didn't
1: know she was going to come back as a Pomeranian in the 80s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it makes so much sense. (laughs) Under questioning, both of them confessed that they had sold their souls to the devil. Hmm. Mother Chaddix admitted to having a familiar named Fancy and bewitching a horse belonging to the Dodgesons. She confessed to bewitching to death John Nutter and Richard Ashton.
1: Why? Why are you confessing all these weird things? I don't know. Do they want to die? Is that what it is? Like, I'm so old, I'm done. Sure, I did all this stuff. Like, adding whimsy to their lives, too? I don't know. Like, this is crazy to me that they're, like, confessing instead of somebody accusing
0: them. hmm Yeah, I had a cat named Fancy. <laughs> yep, it gets weirder. Old Demdike admitted to having a familiar named Tib and to making clay effigies to be used in her curse work.
1: So, like, no pottery and crafting. Got it.
0: Great. Yeah. Anne refused to admit to any wrongdoing or witchcraft of any kind. But her own mother accused her of creating clay figures, which, as we learned last week, were used as effigies and curses. Mm -hmm. After all the evidence had been presented to Justice Noel, Alison, Anne, Old Demdike, and Mother Chaddix were all arrested and sent to Lancaster Castle pending trial. Heaven forbid you be creative. Right. She just wanted to do art with the
1: only medium she probably had access to. Yeah, clay. She's just, you know, doing her thing. She get... doesn't like making dolls? Yeah, she didn't have dolls growing up, so she made a mud doll, and now she's the devil? Like, really. She used to be a witch, yeah.
0: Our story may have ended there, had Elizabeth not organized a meeting on Good Friday, April 10th, 1612, at Malkin Tower. In order to feed all the people who attended, which included people sympathetic to the Dimdike family and their cause, Elizabeth's son James stole a neighbor's sheep.
1: Great! This is a really good idea, everybody. Because they're already in jail, right? They're just like
0: the the matriarchs of the family are already in jail.
1: They're just in jail hanging out, Mm -hmm. and everybody's like, "Let's let's support them by sacrificing a sheep," which is the devil. Okay,
0: all right, keep going. Yep. Once word of the meeting reached Justice Noel, an inquiry was conducted by J.P. Robert Holden, and as a result, eight more people were summoned for questioning. Seven of the eight were arrested and sent to Lancaster Castle to await trial. These included Elizabeth Davis, James Davis, Alice Nutter, Alice Grace, Catherine Hewitt, who was also known as Mold Heels. Oh my God! Which is horrifying. Oh! jane bullcock and her son john bullcock
1: okay
0: the other accused Janet preston lived in yorkshire and while she was also arrested she was instead taken before the york assizes on july 27th 1612 okay there she stood accused of bewitching her employer master thomas lister to death as well as plotting to kill his son and brother with the help of the De Vices, or Elizabeth and her mm-hmm. children. At her trial, Jeanette was found guilty of committing acts of witchcraft and hanged at Knavesmire, York, on July 29, 1612.
1: Wow, that was relatively... that was within the
0: same year. That's fast. Alice Nutter, who was sent to Lancaster Castle with the seven others, was an entirely different breed from the other accused. Alice came from a fairly wealthy family, in roughly. And although she was a widow, she owned her own land. Wow. It's unclear why she was spotted at Malkin Tower, but it's been speculated that she was on her way to a meeting of a group of local Catholics, as her family were mm. well-known members of the faith.
1: Okay, so they just wanted to get her... Anyway.
0: Yep. It is likely for this reason that she kept quiet and only pled not guilty in her defense. As being a Catholic, if you'll remember, this was a crime. Yep. It was just as bad. Yep. Like you're still signing off and
1: asking to die.
0: Yep. It has also been theorized, however, that she was possibly at the meeting, given that her sister in law nephew and a friend were among those who had been arrested for attending yeah maybe she was telling him it was dumb she might have been coming to be like we need to get out of here mm-hmm. she could just as likely have been heading to a church group thing it there's really no way of knowing mm-hmm. the trials were held at lancaster assizes between august 18th and 19th 1612 of those who stood accused All but one were actually tried. Old Demdike never made it, succumbing to illness after being imprisoned in a dark, dank dungeon for four months. Yeah. She's 80 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Mother Chaddix made it, honestly. She
1: probably barely made it.
0: Probably. The accused were denied witnesses to aid in pleading their innocence, as well as lawyers. And you're not going to believe who the key witness was.
1: Oh, man. Is it is it the
0: the social climber? No, but that's a good guess. Oh. As with the two short care trials, the key witness was Janet Devis, Elizabeth's nine-year-old daughter. Great. We love it when kids weave a tale mm-hmm. and consider it truth. Yep. Normally, children weren't allowed to provide evidence in court, especially a child so young. Mm -hmm. But the rules regarding what was and wasn't allowed in a wedge trial were suspended under the reign of King James I. Not only did Janet provide evidence against those who attended the meeting at Malkin Tower, she also gave testimony against her own mother, sister, and brother.
1: Awesome. I'm sure she had
0: no idea what the consequences were. When providing testimony against her mother, Elizabeth had to be hauled screaming and cursing from the court.
1: Oh my god. Okay, so maybe she did. She just like really hated her family. Well, and that it was being considered too. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a nine year old. If a nine year old's mad at you, mm-hmm. like yeah, you die. <laughs> Whatever yeah, no they kidding. said. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine? All it takes is like you can't wear those shoes.
0: You can't play in the mud today. Okay, well, I'm going to let you hang. <laughs> like, yep. Janet stated during the trial, quote, My mother is a witch, and that I know to be true. I have seen her spirit in the likeness of a brown dog, which she calls Ball. The dog did ask what she would have him do, and she answered that she would have him help her to kill, end quote.
1: That sounds like a story of an I know Yeah.
0: We can't hold it against Janet, though. In her mind, she was repeating everything she'd been told her whole life. All the members of her family claimed to be witches. And it was no secret that the members of the DeVis family treated each other with indifference at best. Not only that, but why would she intentionally work towards making herself an orphan?
1: Right. Especially during that time.
0: Right. Where she's just going to be, probably become an, an indentured servant yeah she's going to become a ward of somebody yep she also claimed that her brother james bewitched and killed mrs ann townley the wife of mr henry townley using a clay effigy james who was 22 at the time of the trial was described quote as a poor decrepit boy apparently of weak intellect and so infirm that it was found necessary to hold him up in court on his trial end quote. So awful. James himself admitted to having a familiar named dandy as well as to killing elizabeth townley and john duckworth why <laughs> I, why I, I don't know and That's... i didn't see anywhere in this that they were being like tortured or tortured and coerced into saying things like this is just this is just them saying that i did this thing
1: That's crazy.
0: That like I bewitched somebody and they just happened to die. So therefore I killed them using my witchcraft.
1: Do you think it's because they just knew that they would die? So they just wanted to have notoriety before they knew there was no way out. So you might as well go out with a bang.
0: I have no idea. And given the descriptions of these people, I'm wondering if a lot of them had some, some form of mental illness.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, is there a mental illness? Or like,
0: or like mental disability yeah. of some sort, because
1: some
0: sort of. I just, I, I don't know. That's okay. Janet wasn't the only one of the DeVis children to accuse Elizabeth. James also accused his mother of committing acts of witchcraft, stating that he had seen her making clay figures, one of which was of one of her victims. During the trial, some of the accused seemed to be convinced of their guilt, while others vehemently fought against the accusations laid against them. Elizabeth ultimately ended up confessing, stating the following in court, The speediest way to take a man's life away by witchcraft is to make a picture of clay, like unto the shape of the person whom they mean to kill, and dry it thoroughly. And when they would have them to be ill in any one place more than another, then take a thorn or pin and prick it in that part of the picture, you would so have to be ill. And when you would have any part of the body to consume away, then take that part of the picture and burn it. And when they would have the whole body to consume away, then take the remnant of the said picture and burn it. And so there, upon by that means, the body shall die." End quote. So basically like a clay voodoo doll.
1: Yeah, essentially.
0: Allison truly believed that she had demonic powers and held the distinction of being the only accused who had to face one of their own victims in court. When John entered to give testimony, it said that Allison fell to her knees and confessed to her crimes before sobbing uncontrollably.
1: That's
0: awful. And this, as a reminder, is the 19-year-old.
1: Yeah, there's something wrong. There has to be some sort of like deeply instilled truth to them, mm-hmm. like in their family or some sort of like intellectual disability, severe mental mm-hmm. illness, something where like these people are just convinced they have superpowers and stuff. Like even during this time, it was you not know, difficult.
0: Mm hmm. Anne Redfern stood accused of the murder of Robert Nutter's father, Christopher, using a clay effigy. Witnesses accused her of being, quote, more dangerous than her mother, end quote. And Anne was the daughter of Mother Chaddock's. Jane Bullcock and her son, John, were accused of murdering Janet Dean with witchcraft. Alice Nutter was found guilty, but it's likely it was just for being Catholic not because she had committed any actual acts of witchcraft. That's so sad. Catherine Hewitt was charged with the murder of Anne Folds, who was the wife of a clother. Alice Gray was accused of being an accomplice to Anne's murder. Ultimately, nine people ended up being charged with witchcraft and were sentenced to death, including Janet's own mother, brother, and sister. Only one of the accused to not be found guilty was Alice Grey. The rest were hanged on August 20th, 1612 at Gallows Hill. The executed included Elizabeth DeVis, Alison DeVis, James DeVis, Mother Chaddocks, Anne Redfern, Jane Bullcock, John Bullcock, Catherine Hewitt, and Alice Nutter. Young Janet Davis all but disappeared into obscurity until March 24th, 1634, 22 years later at the age of 31, mm-hmm. when she became one of 20 people tried at Lancaster for the same crime as her family.
1: Ooh, that's horrific.
0: A 10-year-old boy named Edmund Robinson accused her of murdering a woman named Isabel Nutter. Edmund later recanted his story admitting that he had made it up, and Janet, along with the other 19 accused, were acquitted and escaped the noose. Although there is no official death date that historians have been able to find, it's believed that she passed away in Lancaster Castle, just as her grandmother had. As of August 22nd, 1636, she was listed as still incarcerated, two years after the trial due to the fact that she had to pay for her board during the time she was incarcerated, and she had no means to do so. So
1: it was just a horrible loophole where they kept her forever because she couldn't pay her way out. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awful.
0: Unlike in other areas of England, it seemed that Lancashire was home to an unusual number of witch trials, likely in part to the feud between the Demdike and Chaddix families. And remember how at the beginning I said that old Demdike was a known healer and witch?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, back in the 17th century, having the powers to heal and a reputation as someone who saw results would have meant big money. Money that would be very attractive to, say, a rival clan. Right. But unfortunately for the Demdike and Chaddix families, their gambles for riches and fame backfired resulting in unfounded accusations on both sides. Janet's influence as a child witness reached much further than England. Her evidence had been included in a reference handbook for magistrates called The Country Justice, a book that was used by all magistrates, including those who presided over the infamous Salem witch trials in 1692. Wow, way to go. (sighs) That's, that's horrible. Oh, my God. The handbook instructed magistrates to seek out the testimony of children, which was a huge change from the laws that had been in place prior to King James' rule, where the testimony of any child under the age of 14 would not be considered credible, as they couldn't swear under oath. Mm-hmm. Janet's case changed all of that, which allowed children in Salem to provide evidence that resulted in the deaths of 19 people. In 2012, Lancashire unveiled a statue of Alice Nutter by local artist David Palmer. Located in Roughly, it was installed 400 years after the trials that put Pendle on the map. And that was the super fun story of the Pendle witches. The the
1: handbook was a twist.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that until my research, and I was like wow okay
1: and then i ended up biting her in
0: the ass on the road Mm -hmm. if you like weird spooky and strange history then i have the podcast for you my name is brenda and i'm the host of horrifying history are you into the dark side of history horrifying history tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about we tell the tales of haunted places Infamous true crimes, the paranormal, and unsolved mysteries, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Get your Horrifying History fix by subscribing today on your favorite podcast provider or by going to our website at horrifyinghistory.podbean.com. If you're interested in ad-free content, consider supporting us with a one-time donation either over on Buy Me a Coffee or or our Venmo page, both of which are in our link tree and in the show notes. If you'd like early ad-free content, not to mention some bonus material, become a member of our Patreon today for as low as a dollar a month. This week's podcast plug is the Horrifying History Podcast. Fitting. Yeah. From the ASA Network. Each week, Brenda will tell you about the unexplained, paranormal, and supernatural Happenings? Happenings? that have stained the pages of history and we will have a link to her show in the show notes
1: Nice.
0: i have a surprise for you okay we have a listener question stop we do our friend dustin from the sandman stories presents podcast wants to know what our favorite cramp word of 2023 is so far and i know you don't know them So I am going to send you all of the ones that have been released so far. So give me one second.
1: Sure.
0: While you're looking at them, I'll give mine. So my favorite so far is zounderkite, Mm -hmm. and that is an idiot or one whose stupid conduct results in awkward situations. I feel like I am often a zounderkite, so I think that's of why I like Amazing. it so much.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! I really like arf arf and arf. <laughs> 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 and just so you know, it's a figure of speech used to describe drunk men, meaning he has had many arfs or hot half pints of booze. Arf arf and arf.
0: <laughs> I love that one too. Oh my god!
1: Because you have like you immediately picture that as like. Their mumblings, Mm-hmm. you know, exactly. <laughs> just trying to tell you their name. They're <laughs> just too drunk. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've got a lot of really fun ones coming mm-hmm. up the rest of the year, so stay tuned and continue to tune in because there's some some really good ones. All right, what's something good you'd like to share?
1: Oh man. Oh, well, I mean, it's kind of it's pretty minor so far, but I haven't had decent health insurance for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And now that I have good health insurance again, I have figured out that I'm anemic, which is super fun.
0: Nice. <laughs> and
1: something I've been treating, and I am also trying to like get off of hormonal birth control, which turns into acne in your 30s which is super fun Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: I'm seeing my dermatologist tomorrow to get a, a different medication to help control that and then I was talking to my endocrinologist which if you don't know is a diabetic doctor to help with like my blood sugars just spike like crazy if I eat anything and it doesn't matter if it's you know, something with very minimal carbs versus something that's kind of heavier. I spike so quickly that like I get physically sick. Like it's mm-hmm. I get nauseous and it's awful. And so we're trying a different drug to help me kind of figure that out. So I was joking with my friend Erica shout out, shout out. But you know I don't know if anybody has the very controversial TikTok app but there's there's that one that I really love where it's the older woman that she's like, "'Just you wait when I get my acne fixed and lose twenty pounds and grow my hair out and and cure my mental illness. It's over for you bitches <laughs> like, <laughs> she's talking, and that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm like my stomach's gonna not hurt anymore, and I'm not gonna have I'm gonna have less acne." and not faint. It's <laughs> <laughs> for you, bitch. Coming for you. I'm coming for you. So, yeah, that's that's, that's one amazing. of the things. It's it's a minor thing, but it's really nice to like be able to point at something that mm-hmm. has been like not ruining, you know, my health, but has been affecting it gradually enough that I didn't really notice until it was to the point where like, oh, you mean I don't want to, I'm exhausted all the time because my blood sucks? Great. <laughs> Let's fix that. Good to know. Yeah, good to know. So we'll see how, how I turn out in two months. It takes about yeah. two months for you to
0: fix your iron disorder. So, what about you? That's one good thing. I have started reading more for pleasure. Ooh. So here's the thing about me. I'm just going to go go into it. So in addition to really enjoying books about, you know, true crime and murder, Mm -hmm. I also really love reading romance novels.
1: (laughs) Uh, Who doesn't? The trashier, the better.
0: Who doesn't love some smut?
1: Right. Is there a washing machine involved?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give me that book. (laughs) So I started this series called... The Promised Lands by Carolyn oh. Brown. Okay, And so it's like set in like, you know, the Old West. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially a series of five books about five different sisters as they go on this wagon train. Oh my God, the Oregon Trail. To California, mm-hmm. to this imaginary city of Bright, mm-hmm. where a bunch of gold prospectors have paid to have women brought to them so they can have wives gross yeah so it's a gross premise none of these books are numbered and i had bought them like a while ago on like my kindle
1: because
0: they were on sale for like a buck a piece, something like that okay so i started reading one and i was like wait a minute this keeps referencing a bunch of characters i don't know Mm -hmm. so i went on my goodreads I was reading the last fucking book and I was oh, no. like halfway through it. And I was like, shit. Just well, of course I don't know
1: spoilers. what's going
0: on. So mm. I'm like spoiling it all for myself. So I was like, okay, well, what is the actual first book? So now I'm reading the actual first book and I am like devouring it. I am loving it so much. Like I'm loving it to the point where I have postponed doing podcast notes because I was enjoying reading it so hey. much. Not a bad thing so,
1: on my end. No. You do what you
0: need to do. I love when you can get really deep into a book and then look up and realize that you just spent like two or three hours reading.
1: Yeah.
0: Year of Lindsay. Well, year of Lindsay. I'm reading for pleasure. Let's shut her down. Looking for more content? You can find us online at yieldcrimepodcast.com. If you'd like to see pictures from this week's episode, not to mention bonus content and funny memes, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Yield Crime Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Yield Crime Podcast. On TikTok, of course you are. Follow us at Yield Crime Podcast. A great way to support the show if you want to help us out but can't do so financially is to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever you can leave us a review. This week's comes from Podchaser, from user PB&J, 6767, I just now realize what that username means. Just guess. It's short and sweet, just yeah. says offbeat and always interesting.
1: Aw, oh, nice, thank you.
0: Thank you, PB&J, 6767. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. If you want a playlist of all our episodes on YouTube, click the link in our show notes or in our link tree, and subscribe today for not only a list of our full catalog, a separate list as well just of our Can You Crack the Cramp Word segments. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay and I'm Madison and we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.